Let's go shift now. Something we spoke last year okay. into something more, you know. Okay. I look as a fool with many people recently. And I quoted, I say, I spoke with somebody who is I truly admiring, somebody who understand, and I have the, just a little knowledge about um, saving the planet from the primary school. I mean, people said to me, what is that? I say, why we don't plant more trees? And me, as a kid in school, I remember they told us the trees are the lungs of the, of the earth. Yeah. I don't need to ask GPT, that's a fact. <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> Clive, what's the difference between climate change and global warming? What is the biggest what is the biggest difference between there those two? No difference. They're interrelated. Okay. They're interconnected. So it's, it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. It's yeah, just, okay. It's what, <laughs> it's, it's what you're asking. But essentially uh, global warming, yeah, uh, which is the gl rising global temperature. Mm will actually cause the climate to actually change. Okay. So, uh, and we're seeing elements of that right at this moment. We, we've, we've just mm. had an extraordinary heat wave. It, the models are saying that that, that that is, we're going to see more extreme weather events as we get. Now, by the way, there's, there's, there's two separate things. There's climate and there's weather. They are interrelated, but they're two different things. So climate is the overall system and weather is the product of the climate. Okay. Okay. Now, global warming, global warming, what occurs there is this, there's, there's two principal things. The planet is being heat, was being heated because some elements of the atmosphere are, are, are thinning. But we're, and that's because we've got a buildup of temperature due to industrial output. What that is also driving is heating of seawater. So seawater is heating, which is melting ice clamps. So you're getting a, an unvirtuous cycle through the whole climate system, which is driving the Earth's temperature up. Now, as the Earth's temperature rises, we get more extreme weather events at both ends of the... Which leads me to my next question. Yeah. This is going to be good mark for you. <laughs> High distinction of hell. <laughs> is the climate change real or hoax? It's real. Can you, can you support that statement? Because Apart of what you said previously now that interrelating the weather and uh, climate. Because there's a group of very serious people called NASA. Okay. Very Thank deep, God if you said David Attenborough. Deeply, <laughs> deeply serious people okay. at NASA. Okay. Deeply, deeply serious people at CSIRO. Mm -hmm. So we've got deeply serious scientists all over the world saying, and the vast majority are saying, yes, we have climate change. I've been reading about climate change for... Uh, Don't forget, you're not that older than me. Only 10 years close. Yeah, <laughs> but I've been reading about climate change since uh, the mid-1970s. Mm. Okay, so a long time. And, that, and the, the, the discussion is consistent that that is what's going on. Now, what's more, and I actually didn't know this until I looked it up the other day, Climate change was actually predicted in about, I think it's, I may have the dates out, but it was predicted in the late 1800s really? by a Scandinavian scientist who said that global temperature is rising. Now, 
Everybody says, yeah, but all of these, all of these scientists, they're all conspiring with each other. You know, the yeah, they're always. They're all, they're all conspiring <laughs> with each other. You know, they're all got together. They've all agreed. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I actually ran a, a, a big academic school. Mm. And um, I was chatting with my vice chancellor. And we were trying to get them to do something. And he said, and I said, how are we going to get them to agree? And he said, agree. He said, there's 30 people in that room. You ask them a question, they'll give you 40 opinions. Okay. 30 people, you'll get 40 opinions. There's another, there's another old quotation, which is yes. a university is, is a rough, uh, what's the word, a rough aggregation of people united by a common grievance over parking. Oh, my God. That's an old, that's an old one. There's another version of that. Actually. A rough group of people united by a common grievance over central heating. Anyway, I can tell you that yeah. I, I used to, uh, I was responsible for 200 academics. Yes. And I couldn't get them to agree on anything. So if you're telling me that you're going to get, I don't know how many climate, yeah. climate scientists there are worldwide, but if you're telling me that you're going to get a group of climate scientists to conspire with each other to, to produce what would be the biggest hoax in human history, you've obviously never worked with scientists because it's just yeah. not. It just, it's just not But data speaks, data speaks itself, right? If, the, even, data, the data speaks for yeah, itself. Yeah, so like we, we have the rising temperatures. We yeah. can see like that yeah. even this last week, actually, so last week yeah. in Sydney was extremely warm, like extremely yeah. hot. No, no warm, was 40. hot. Uh, yeah. It was, yesterday was a 41. Wilcannia was 41 or 41. Yesterday, when Mike Kellyville here was yeah. a 41, and I was like, Jesus, that's hot, eh, you know what I mean, for the, for, the, for, the, for the day. What will happen is we'll get more... Extreme, we'll get more extreme weather events because as we disturb the ecosystem that the weather sits inside, then the, eco, the ecosystem will try to correct itself. This is Gaia theory. The late, great Sir James... Uh, was he like... No, Sir James Lovelock, who only died last yeah. year, who came up with this theory that the planet is a self-governing system that will sort itself out over time. But it may be that it gets rid of one of the irritants that's causing the problem. That's you and me, folks. Um, you mean humans? Yeah. The, the, the planet may get so hot that parts of it will become uninhabitable. If you don't think it's global warming, go and ask somebody who lives on Kiribati. Kiribati is it an island somewhere? Yeah, it's in, a uh... very low-lying island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. That's right. You ask them what they think about global warming. They'll tell you. <laughs> well, maybe, the beach is disappearing. Maybe just the bigger waves or yeah, something. The, the beach is disappearing. My home is... My home is disappearing. The Pacific Island states are really very concerned about so, it. So, apart of we have the you know big big advocate for this, which is uh, David Attenborough. Yeah. Um, I, I never show how he pronounces his surname properly, but you got it right on Attenborough. Attenborough. Okay. Abra. Okay. Um, but he's a, he's an older man who is obviously you know he yeah. spent his life he saw these things happening everything else. But something you know like again we touched this last year twelve months ago. We have that phenomena that 19 years old Greta. Yes. I mean, why her climate? Why the Greta? She's had status of celebrity, talks about climate change, and she's like, you know, my son says to me this, it's your generation who destroyed the planet. It's your generation. That's, I said to him, well, give up of laptop, give up of the, the mobile phone. He said, why? I said, well, save the planet. But it's my generation. <laughs> so like, no, I even. And that, this is where I actually I do disagree with this yeah, point of view. Yeah. It's not our generation. Okay. It's dozens of generations. Uh, that, that's going back to the industrial revolution. Now, 
a lot of it is unconscious. Mm. Okay, so we there, there's no way that the people who created what who created the steam engine, yeah. uh, Alexander Kingdom Brunel who created the great steamships, um, and all of those, you know, the great engineers of the of the Edwardian and Victorian yeah, yeah. era. There is no way they could have understood because the science didn't really exist. Yeah. There's no way they could have appreciated what the, the, the what they were putting in motion was going to disturb it. We didn't ecosystem what the what's an ecosystem? You know, yeah, that's who, the last couple of years of ecosystem, yeah. So there's no way. But it's those generations. Now, here's another thing. I don't care what causes it. I don't care if it's you, me, my uncle, Bob, whoever. I don't care who's causing it. I don't care what's causing it. All that I know is it's going on and we need to do something about it. And what we call okay, we, we're talking a lot about these electric vehicles, we're talking, and I said like to myself, doesn't matter what we want, it's coming from the from the from the earth, you know. Uh, what's it called itself? So we're digging materials, we're digging the uh, iron ore and everything else to build the motorbikes, to build the cars, to build everything else. What is your take on this one? How we can save the planet? No, this is Clive's moment. My okay, friend, I'm talking cool. to my friend so, who has a wealthy knowledge and abundant experience, life experience, and he, you know the data. How would you solve some of these problems? So this is a chaotic. Okay, we'll go back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a chaotic problem. Okay, so this is a non Trivial problem. That's the first thing. It's, yeah. a cha- it's not even complex. It's chaotic. Yeah. There are so many variables flying around, political, economic, social, technological, and natural environmental. You've got five huge variable sets to start with. So that, that's the first thing. So, And you've got so many different points of view. You have so many vested interests, people who have made, rightly or wrongly, an absolute ton of money out of digging stuff out the ground, metal bashing, as we call it, car manufacturing. You've got people who are still pulling oil out the ground. And if you sit back and be neutral for a moment, you go, well, yeah, I'd be upset as well. You know, you're trying to take that, my source of of wealth, away from me. Yes. Yeah, because that's what needs to happen in some cases, not all cases. Either that or you need to actually switch, switch what you're doing. Do we need to shift to, let, let's deal with a couple of specifics. Do we need to shift to renewables? Yes, we do. And that's entirely different. Now, it is unforgivable in a country that I think has more sunshine hours than yes, any other country true. in the world that, you know, there is a country that outperformed, uh, until recently outperformed us on solar. No. It's called Germany. Really? Yeah. For a long time, Germany outperformed Australia on solar. I learned one thing, one fact to prepare myself. They say that one hour of the sun rays, uh, sorry, that's correct. One hour of sun touching the surface of the earth, it's equivalent of the energy output entire world can do in one year. Yeah. One hour. Yeah. So that's the first thing is, yes, we've got to move to renewables. Yeah. Then the, 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 next, the next big one is... Uh, we have to stop digging stuff up that produces the problems in the first place. Now, that's, that's a huge problem for Australia because that is Australia's source of wealth. So you've got to find a different way of substituting for that wealth. What's the way of substituting for that wealth? Manufacturing things is the way you substitute for that yeah. wealth. 
hang on a minute, didn't we just get rid of the entire manufacturing base of Australia yeah. in the last 30 years? Yes. Okay, so we've got, to re, we've got to come back now. What's going on just down the road from where we are in our secret location? Just down the road from where we are. <laughs> I love is, this line, yes. Is they're trying to, in, in, in Western Sydney, I know this, while I was still at the business yeah. school, there's a huge amount of advanced manufacturing going on. That's the sort of stuff we need to be getting. Why do we need to be manufacturing? Again, I'll go back to the example. What's one of the world's most successful economies? Germany. Why is Germany successful? Germany is successful because they manufacture stuff that people want to buy. That is correct, yes. I mean, you, you drive you drive yeah. a German car. Yeah. I drive it. I've got a small German car at home. Yeah. Um, I've also got a Japanese car just outside, which is a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to ask, it's like, did, did you pour a couple litres of the I'll electricity in your car? I'll move to an EV when there are enough EV charging stations yeah. between where I live in Sydney. Yes. But we need to, so you've got to, and, so there's another thing. Can we please stop offshoring manufacturing jobs simply because we want to make another 1% on our margin? Let's just all pair back how much we take. This is not a socialist argument. It's common sense. Yeah. Just pair back your return on investment by, well, I don't know, call it a percent, maybe two. And you can pull your manufacturing back on shore. Okay? But you've got to want to do that. Do you know one of the greatest, one of the greatest um, advocates for Brexit owns, is a billionaire and owns Ineos, a chemical company? No. Yep. He said, we have to get out of Europe. Europe is no good for Britain. We've got to get out. Taxation, blah, 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 blah. Do you know where he lives? In, in England. Monaco. Mon oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that, is the state, yeah. that is the mindset that you're dealing with. The mindset is that it's my money and I want to keep it and I'm not sharing. Now, that is uh, it's not a socialist argument. That's just a common sense argument and it's annoying that a very wealthy individual doesn't want to share. Now, a better example of that model is, is, is Elton John. Elton John lives in Australia some of the year, and LA some of the year, but his home is the UK. It makes it very clear. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's people getting the perspective right that if you give a little bit back, then you can pull things back and the society as a whole will benefit. That's not socialism. That's just common sense. Common sense, yeah. And that's and that's where I think, and to an extent, if there is a good thing to come out of all of this confrontation that we're seeing in the northern hemisphere, particularly at the moment, it will be that it will drive people to bring more manufacturing and more uh, sustainable manufacturing back into. And what we're going to see is. A move away from globalization, we'll start to see regionalization. So countries like Australia will become a hub for the Pacific. Countries like uh, France and Germany, in particular, are already yeah. hubs for Europe. Yeah. Britain's blown it, by the way. Britain has really blown it. They've they've got a serious economic challenge now. Um, Look, I spoke with some of my friends over there. Uh, friends, I'll call them friends, but you know, I know them because they're. Living there, and um, I couldn't exp I couldn't understand that there's a possibility that people are going hungry in in England. People they, they, they have the money, but there's no food. <clears throat> you said something last year when we spoke about this thing about chaos, and you say that even your mom she admitted that who survived your mom she survived 
the Blitz on, on a Britain and uh, she said it before Noam Chomsky, by the way. Yeah, so she's <laughs> <laughs> she said she could not remember a more dangerous or difficult time since 1939. Do you agree still with this one? Yes, yeah. I don't. I that I've, I put up a blog, um, a video recently, yeah, um, on it. And I, it, I just feel like you know, I, I talked about the theory, yeah. you've got this theory where you've got. You've got Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah, Sisyphus. Okay. So there's all these rocks getting pushed up the hill by Putin, by other people, and they're pushing rocks up. You know, they're struggling. You know, it's the struggle of the people and all of that. Mike and I was asked actually at lunchtime by another friend. He said, "You know, well, well, what's the trigger? When when does the tipping point occur? I don't know what the trigger is. The trigger may be that instead of dumping fuel, one of Putin's pilots decides to launch a missile against a drone. That's the flare point. That's that's." The, the thing that I think you're very, I think you're very close to this. The, the I think trigger point is there. Once that trigger point occurs, then we'll get that sudden. I'll use a big word: concatenation. Yeah. Sudden Sorry, what was the word? Concatenation. <laughs> a sudden joining up of lots of little yeah. things will occur, and there'll be lots of little trigger points that'll yeah, yeah. that'll go off. Yeah. And that's the dangerous point. And to go back to an earlier point you made. And I was, again, I was talking with a friend at lunchtime. The difficulty that we've got at the moment is I cannot see any statesmen or stateswomen who are capable of reconciling this. I can't, I can't for the life of me think of a politician worldwide who could pull this off. I, 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 can't, I really cannot. Um, uh, people hate the example. I mean, not quite as far far left as she was, but it's got to be someone of the character, uh, but with a bit more spine of, of a Jacinda yeah, yeah. Ardern, to be honest. Yeah. But it's somebody of that nature who is not combative, who who wants to get reconciliation, because some of it just is not going to square. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm afraid that you're correct, and I'm afraid that we are on a path of collision. And uh, as you say, it's not what the Putin will do it or somebody else is going to uh, decide the people who are had a finger on the trigger literally and physically in the air, on the sea, or on, on the, the ground. The only thing I think that, it, that is holding it back at the moment is, is the money men. And they are men. Mm. Not, not many women there. Yeah. Women wouldn't, don't naturally yeah. do yeah. what the men are doing. And the only people who are constraining his actions at the moment are the money men. And they, they, despite all of these yacht seizures and, and house seizures and all of that, they've still got their money. Of course, they've it's got It's locked up money, in yeah. Switzerland and Liechtenstein. Look, I must say, like, you know, I was, uh, last year I was traveling with Matteo back in Croatia because I want to see him, my, my birthplace. And I, you know, I demonstrated him because I, I met some people, my school friends in Emirates, in Dubai particularly, in Abu Dhabi. And I said to him, look at Matteo. All Russia is here. We come in Singapore, same in Singapore. But Clive, thank you for being my guest today on the live the Battlefield. I know we we talk like hour in twenty minutes. I need to let you go. <laughs> Before we go, how the people can find you? Where can read your blog? Where they can see your videos? And I'll put the section comment section below all these links. Cool, very easy. Okay. Clivesmallman.com is my website. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Just look at Clive Smallman, and yeah. you'll find it there. Um, there it, you'll see posts popping up on LinkedIn. All you got to do is, if you're interested in what I say, 
respond to any of those posts, say, tell me more, yeah. and I'll track you down and find you. You track it out. I like it, that's funny. And I'll send you, uh, and I'll send the contact yeah. form. But it's clivesmallman.com. Clivesmallman.com. I'll put in comment section below, guys, as well. Please come on uh, Clive Smallman uh, YouTube channel. Give him all your love, support, subscribe, share, comment. You're going to be glad you did it because, as I say, you're going to be amazed with this man. He's a professor, but he's like more human than professor and speaks the language as he said you can understand. Clive, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you.